0: Hello, good evening, happy holidays, Rattler Nation. Uh, I'm Brian Fulford, that's Kelvin Rozier, Kofi Hemingway and Marcus Green. We are the ONG Strike Zone and it's a pleasure to be with you here in the middle of the week. Christmas is right around the corner. It's hump day. Uh, It is also national early signing day. So uh, lots of good stuff to talk about here today. As we uh, celebrate Christmas, our men's basketball team is currently in the Bluegrass State being competitive with uh, with University of Kentucky. Halftime score 42 to 32. Uh, Kentucky is still a live 28 and a half point favorite. For those of you who wonder about those kind of things, Uh, any any chance there's a Christmas miracle, Kelvin, if I put a little sprinkle on. Bmu 28 and a half. Will Santa come home for me tonight? What do you say, Kelvin?
1: I'm a rattler, man. I'm, a, I'm always have uh, hope. But, uh, you know, you that's between you and Santa, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: Kofi's shaking his head like, Kofi, go ahead. Go ahead and say it. You know they hey had that brother, little about.
2: Hey, that ain't big enough
3: right dip- there, buddy.
2: Look, they had a little side-eye gift like this when when the bro be going like this. <laughs>
0: like, mm, I don't know if you want to do that. I don't. You know. Know. I don't know what's in that stock uh, in that stocking.
2: Marcus, yeah, you, do you feel You might have been sipping you... on
0: the eggnog a
2: little bit too much, but if you feel like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> hey, I, that's you, what I'm if, missing.
0: Hey, if you feeling froggy, go on and jump. Look, see? Look. Marcus, you want to talk me off the ledge? You want to talk me off the ledge, Marcus?
3: Now, no. I Because they're about halfway to their scoring total average now. So, I don't know. UK probably going to. Uh.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Who's, who's at their scoring average? Us or Kentucky? Probably us. Us.
3: Uh, probably yeah. us. Yeah, we're like. We're probably over the average. You've been—I don't know what it is, but I've been seeing a lot of fifties and sixties. Yep, yeah, low, low fifties. I think is our
1: average somewhere around there.
0: Yeah, and that's kinda a like, good, good. We're headed the question. Curve. Oh man! Well, the start of the second half has already started. You—you uh, uh, you brought up uh, a good question there. Uh, well, first off, let me get the the uh, the 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 uh, the regular stuff out of the way. Uh, hello to everybody watching us on YouTube and Facebook. We thank you for joining us. Those on Twitter as well. Please make sure to like the stream wherever you're at. Give it a thumbs up. Feel free to share it with Rattler Nation if you can. Make sure you're following the ONG on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Uh, download the Jericho Broadcast Networks app. We are a part of the Jericho Broadcast Networks um, right there on the Google Play and Apple App Store. MyJBN and my BCSN is where you can find that app. Uh question of the day for you guys. What do you like in your eggnog? Do you like it plain, ice, little something, something in it? What the what do you like in your eggnog, Kofi?
2: Uh uh, I was gonna say a little Kahlua, Irish cream. Um, that always goes nice and well. Night with a nice little dash of hennessa. <laughs> all,
0: all that in all that in the eggnog. Good lord, man! You're not you trying to sleep for days, huh?
2: Not sleep. You know, it's just good. Like the, I remember. Do you remember the first time you had eggnog? Like the unique flavor and taste of it, yes. and it, and how yes. it just blessed your soul. It was just like you know. And I'm a flavor connoisseur anyway, so I'm always trying to tweak and try to see if certain flavors match but i remember that first eggnog was just like this is some good stuff man i like eggnog so like why is not
0: this available all year round is my first my first question it was like why is this just being held around for like the last two months of the year
1: right i agree man i love eggnog and i and i like mine with bourbon
0: yeah 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 that's that's a good choice how about you mark
3: I like it straight. I don't mean, think I've ever had it with alcoholic. Yeah.
0: Okay. I like the sweet.
3: Um, oh, okay. I, I like Kahlua though. I'm gonna have to try that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh well, uh just a little thought out there for you guys in the chats. Just a little something to discuss. I Man, if you guys got some good holiday recipes, you know, feel free to share. You can always email them to us at ongstrikezone at gmail dot com. Any good holiday recipes. Uh, drink recipes. You know that. You know that time is coming where you're gonna be with your family and everything. Uh, you know, Kelvin over there sweating. I don't know. He might be on some holiday spirits. <laughs> yeah, over. man, I'm coming out of this house.
1: <laughs> By the next segment, I'm gonna be butt naked.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, we got a guest. We got a guest. next segment. So please. U-A-P-D. please, U-A-P-D. please U-A-P-D. Don't. Okay, okay. Please don't do that. <laughs> hey, but all right. So, the is is hand, That's yeah.
3: right,
0: Valley. Uh, National Signing Day, fellas, has already hit the early signing period, and uh, Florida A&M, by my count, as of going into this show, we have nine early signees, Um, we have also a handful of commitments that uh, we anticipate, I don't know if they'll be necessarily signing today, in the upcoming days, or if they're going to hold off until a little bit later, and you know Marcus does a great job of tracking all of this. Uh, Coach Simmons had his press conference uh, to to just kind of uh, you know talk about the the eight signings, and, and one of the things obviously uh, that came out of that presser was that was notably the the date of this particular signing day, the fact that it was a week later. It actually falls. You know, it's actually his uh, anniversary, uh, happy anniversary to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Simmons. Uh, so it actually yeah. fell during their anniversary week, which is today, and uh, where last year it was a week before. And it also, I, I made the point several times about how the date really affected everything that happened and why Deion Sanders couldn't wait you know, and had to do what he had to do when he had to do it is because of today. The date on the calendar is just one of those unfortunate days. Marcus, uh, as you've been tracking this early signing day and just the signing day in general, what's your uh, good, bad, your, your take on this time in the schedule for coaches, uh, programs? Do you, do you like the early signing period when it is? Do you wish it were just one day in in February? What What's your initial thoughts before we get into talking about the new crop of uh, uh, rattlers? Well,
3: there's a convergence of a lot of different things. You've had a lot of things change in the last five years between. The transfer portal, the more the relaxed version, if you will, because we were accustomed to, OK, you can drop down from FBS to FCS or you could go lateral with a year sit out but now that they wiped that out so you have the transfer portal at first it was the wild wild west anytime during the year but now they have these this is the first instance where we have the window so you have the window that opened i believe december 5th it was two weeks from this past monday for fbs and i think the week before for fcs so now you have all that converging with the typical um Black monday if you will for college coaches and then you have the early signing period which is also a new advent with the last five or six years so there's a lot going on within a three-week time frame and so it's accelerated everything's made people a lot more desperate and a lot more a higher sense of urgency so it means good for chaos it's good for fodder but i don't know how sustainable it is long term people are going to get burned out and it may be a um, what do you call that? It may be a vicious cycle in that with the you see kids dropping out, dropping down or jumping in the portal because maybe they made a choice that was pressed upon them or they thought was good and didn't do enough research. So now they're in the portal and then having the accelerated date with the early signing day and, and the transport in the portal window It's a self-fulfilling prophecy just a, on the hamster wheel. So I don't know if I I don't the early returns on it's looking like chaos.
0: Kelvin, what are your what are your thoughts?
1: I think they uh got it right at the end of the day for, you know, the, in order to have mid-season um transfers so that they're eligible to participate, to get in and to participate in the spring ball, then you have to have it prior to really the Christmas break. Um so, you know, Having two signing periods makes sense. This this sign period and then the one in February. So, you know, for those ain't who it doesn't matter if they don't um wanna lock in, they don't want to do midterm transfer or if some kids have some things they need to work on in terms of an AAA for the transfer students or something like that. You know, you know, there's other opportunities. Um, but I think it helped the coaches with roster management right now, as soon as the season over with. Right, know who's know who's going to be there, who's not going to be there, how I many the scholarships available, uh, and then the lock in players earlier, uh, so I, I think it's an advantage to the coaches and to the players who who absolutely know where they want to go, that they can go ahead and um and and um as B- both seasons start, you know those 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 players can lock in, and then um the NCAA I thought did something smart for a change, which is wrap with NCAA. In, in, in terms of allowing um, teams to, to, you know, flex their roster a little bit because kids, because there were players who was transferred and going pro, not participating uh, and all these other factors. So some of these teams going to bowl games were look, running a little short on numbers. So, you know, uh, so, so that was a, um, a plus. And so out of all the different systems they've had previously, um, I have to say I like this one the best. Um, because it's more fair to, in my opinion, where it matters, the players and the teams given, you know it gives them a little flexibility.
0: Kofi, what about you? What are your what are your thoughts on the early signing period?
2: Oh, well, I like it. It's just another opportunity to talk about sports. You know, just to get you know from um, the biggest time of the year for us. You know, normally it's just a down period basically until February. But now, it's practically just, you know, this is like an early Christmas gift um, for uh, a rabid football fans. You know, uh, we're out here, we're talking about FAMU football right now. Um, it's got us looking forward to February the 2nd. And me personally, I would like to see us, um, the schools just began to find um, new and creative ways to engage fans and to monetize this day in a way. Uh, I think that there are, especially with rabbit fan bases, you know, people will pay for access to information. They'll pay for opportunities to um, connect and to, to uh, I want to say, to vibe with one another, to talk trash and to, you know, do all these things. All of these things, just finding a way to do it and monetize it, I think would be even more phenomenal.
0: Mm, i like that thought uh okay so let's get into some of the some of the names that have been uh that have already signed uh coming up at the bottom of the hour we will have one of our signees uh Levante Bow Somerset a young man a high school recruit from out of North Fort Myers uh running back we'll be talking to him at the bottom of the hour get a chance to uh to find out why he chose FAMU. He committed, uh, Marcus, when did he commit? Back in uh, late summer, didn't he? Right before his senior season or?
3: Uh, it was before his senior. I want to say it was like in March. Yeah, back, okay, uh, maybe. Let me see, uh, yeah, March 15th.
0: Wow, It was yeah. an offer
3: day, he committed the next day.
0: Okay, great, and he held on, he held on, didn't flip, uh, signed today. So we look forward to talking to him. Uh, let me give a quick shout out to the uh, folks in the chat rooms that I see in there. Uh, Dr. Lori, hello to you. Larry Smith, Mary 305, Tamara T, Melissa Wilson, uh, Watch JD TV, Jay Stokes. Um, I saw anybody on the, uh, say hello to you guys, all of you. Uh, also, some folks there on um, uh, Facebook as well. I know, I, I think I saw. Uh, Chuck Hunt in there, and and I know uh, Floyd, uh, Floyd Hills in there uh, watching, you know, quietly watching, you know, Uh, so I I know we got a few people, Fang's up in the house, Uh, Keith Hadley, so uh, good to to see you, all right, so let's get into some of these names, and then uh, any name that we don't get to, we'll come up with a little bit later, and so what you'll see, we'll kind of run these names down in alphabetical order, give you a little bit of film behind them. So I'll just throw the name out, Marcus. I'll get. I'll let you do the talking while we maybe watch a little video. So uh, this is a for those of you watching us on YouTube, Facebook, you get a chance to watch a little bit of video. If you're on the podcast audio version, uh, you're just going to be listening to Marcus and us guys talk. First up, we've got a uh, uh, probably the last signee of today, and uh, actually the ninth uh, today was a defensive end slash linebacker, Tyrese Gibson Battles. Uh, he, he signed in today. Marcus, what what do you what can you tell us about Tyrese?
3: Well, he goes around 6'4", 240 to 250 from Maple Heights High School in Maple Heights, Ohio, which I believe is a, is a suburb of Cleveland. Uh, he's coming from Garden City our Community College out in Kansas, but he started out after graduating from high school at urbana university d2 school and it looks like urbana i don't know if they ceased sports operation due to covid if it was temporary and then in 2021 they didn't feel the team or they canceled varsity so he ended up at garden city but he comes through you know he's got a pretty high motor uh in high school His his senior year they went to the third round of the state of Ohio playoffs. So if that gives you any sense of indication of the caliber of team that he was playing on. And I just look forward to seeing him to adding to the pass rush. And just based on his size, I mean, he's a little bigger than an Isaiah land, if you will. But I can imagine, I can see him being in that rotation and having, having a significant impact there.
0: Uh, Kelvin, Kofi, jump in there. Any thoughts as you kind of watch a little bit of that film any uh, comparisons, anything that you that you see there, anything you want to comment on?
1: I think Marcus hit it on the head. Uh, I, I immediately thought of uh, Isaiah Land, uh, even though he has a little bit more um, size to him right now than Isaiah came in. But he, he seems like a great potential uh at that position we have some turning um and so uh you know we just he just come in and, and you know contribute and add depth but uh it's a solid pickup great size limbs
0: yeah I, that was my first thought great size uh what well, about you Kofi
2: I like the fact that when he hits people they go down you know <laughs> that's important that's very important you know um and you know you you need that that play up front and we've already got depth like we're Mm -hmm. adding depth to the line and i think that that is that is vital that is important uh i like his speed i like his explosion and uh i like all these tackles for losses you know as we sit up there in section p well the section formerly known as section p now section o you know, we say push them back, shove them back, way back. That means something, you know what I'm saying, to have somebody that can actually push them back and shove them back. But uh, this is this is a good find uh, for, for our defense, man. I like it.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I recall from the presser with Coach Simmons, he's very adamant about wanting to build on these early signing days from the inside, um, mm-hmm. continuing, as you said, to build the depth, Build from the inside. I mean, I, I I don't think he he understands that there's a lot of skill position guys that can come, but he knows where games are won. I mean, look, we just saw a, a great celebration bowl that was won in the trenches, and so if that's where we're going to get to, and in 2023 against North Carolina Central, my my way early prediction, uh, then we got to be able to deal up front yeah so good deal all right let's go to another uh signee this is a signee a running back a young man by the name of kelvin dean kelvin dean signed today marcus tell us about kelvin dean
3: well he's a a, from the area from the big bend he started out back in high school at um chipley high school and he basically was first team offense and a player of the offensive player of the year and then he transferred to Rickards for his last year still made um still made uh, uh the big ben the 2018 all big ben team and then he went down to fau and fame offered him back in june of 2018 right before his senior year and so we've been waiting on him for like two three years or whatever how might man almost four years so you look at it. We offered him back then. He opted to go to Florida Atlantic. Went down there, and you know, had uh, a little bit of playing time. Maybe not as much as he had anticipated. He went down there uh, under uh, uh, Kiffin. Kiffin, and then oh, right. you know, Kiffin two moved on to bigger was batter, two and better. And then, ago, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, he had a coaching change and who knows in terms of the philosophy, in terms of the coaching. And so the opportunity presented itself, the portal opened, put his name in, and he got a chance to get reunited and, and come back home. But he looks How to be an explosive me? back. It looks a little bit bigger, it looks to be an explosive back that um I would say less bulky than AJ Davis in terms of weight, but probably closer to a breakaway threat that we'd like to have, I would probably say somewhere in between an A.J. Davis and a and a Bishop Bonnet. Maybe not as small and, and maybe not as fast, but a, a good medium between the two extremes, between A.J. Davis and, and, and Bishop Bonnet.
0: Six foot 195. Um, how many years of eligibility does it look like he has given – me. I know there's two, a COVID right? here in there as I believe well. I he has
3: two. Yeah, I believe he has two, but we could double check.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I believe that's like right. You. He has two. Uh well what, we, what I know guys... we rarely
2: sign uh transfer players that, that don't
0: have. Don't have what? At least two left? Was that what he was thinking? I think that's what he was saying,
3: yeah. Yeah, I think you look at the trend. I I don't think we've had very many one-year wonders. I think the exception was um, the young man from Florida State, the defensive end in in 2021.
0: Yeah. Uh, What do you guys, you know, uh, just real quick, uh, in, in terms of coming from, You know, a program, not necessarily a Power 5 program, but an in-state program. Um, You know, I I think it was interesting to hear Coach Simmons talk about the history of FAMU in that it's sort of built on transfers, so to speak. You know, it's like, uh, yes, there are some high school. It's almost a 50-50 mix. I mean, yes, there are the high school uh, recruits, you know, guys who have come in and excelled. But it's also built on the guys who sort of came for a second chance, so to speak, or guys who maybe missed out, didn't come in the first opportunity because of whatever reasons. But then they decided to come back and then they found found home. What what do you guys what is, what's your take on or, or or your thoughts on Coach Simmons uh, comment about that? You, you agree with with that, with that take Kofi and then Kelvin?
2: Uh in terms of us always being built?
0: Well, I th- I think what he was trying to say is since the uh Billy Joe era, and I, I don't okay. think he was necessarily speaking before Billy Joe, but at least right. since the Billy Joe era, when we've been successful, it's we've sort of built ourselves out of, you know, a good healthy mix of transfers.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um they make it they're definitely a uh um a difference maker for our team. Uh, I'm happy that Billy Joe actually came in and really started that trend. It gave us an opportunity to recover um, kids and to see what was out there. And it really changed the game, not just at FAMU, but other HBCUs as well. Um, you know, once we started doing it, started beating people down, and other people started doing the exact same thing. Um, so, yeah, transfers have always been a part of what we do. It's not new. Um, you know the social media has obviously amplified uh, the effects uh, of it, and I think just the additional signing day that we we now have has also amplified that opportunity. In addition to um, the transfer portal, which has changed, I believe college football um, forever. Man, I think it's uh, I think it's tremendous. It's been a part of our template, and as long as you're successful with it, people don't complain. Um, And as long as you don't allow it to affect your APR, you know, you got a good shot. So I'm with it.
0: You want want to close us off with a final thought on that, Kelvin, before we go to break?
1: One question about it. My question is, you have to be careful with it. because, um, You know, um, with compliance so far, You know, there's there's rules and regulations, and you know everybody has to be on the same page with that. So you know, it can be a double-edged. If you know you don't have the resources, or you're not on top of those type things, and um and that that would be one caution with it. And of course, people do it mainly because you know um, it takes generally high school. A little more time to, they should be or as be, or just hadn't had as much experience. But in high school, you know, you, coaches kind of put the best athletes uh, around the ball and let them do their thing. Um, so they they may not be from a scheme or a technique standpoint fundamentally sound, or they, or they just was the best athlete on, on the team and they want to push. And now you the competition is higher, so. What you get, what uh, now? In the trenches, that's the hardest um, position to project from, especially from high school. Uh, you know, it's really hit and miss, and it usually takes a little longer for the the, the skilled people. You know, they'll pick it up, but but you know, with with the line, it's really hit and miss. So it, it makes sense, and if you want to consistently be competitive you know the
0: kids all right um keith keith tells me that uh our men's basketball team is putting up a fight in lexington uh that's good to know keep scoring points i took over 151 and a half so let's keep scoring points (laughs) let's go let's go let's keep scoring points and then uh you know might be might be some christmas might be some Christmas goodies for your boy coming in, you know, so uh, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's take a break, come back out of the break hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to our newest, one of our newest recruits, uh, Levante Bo Somerset on the other side you're watching the ONG Strike Zone we'll be back in just a moment Before history is written
4: Orr, the, the
3: the it's played he going Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: We are making the virtual HBCU experience available wherever you live through Stillman Online. We offer online degrees in business criminal justice, psychology, and religion. Stillman also offers technology badges in cybersecurity and data analytics. You can participate in all student activities, fraternities and sororities, internships, graduation ceremonies, and much more. Apply for admission today at stillman.edu. Stillman College, where we prepare you for a different world.
4: Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvett Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.m-e-l-v-e-t-b-o-u-t-i-q-u-e dot com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvet Online Women's Boutique advice on managing your anxiety or tools to help you stay grounded coping 19 provides a range of resources and self-care tips to help you cope with this pandemic we can help find the resources that work best for you at coping-19.org bounty versus the old family dish towel
3: drying with a fresh sheet of bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue so ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene Bounty,
4: the quicker picker upper.
0: One bite of 100% Angus beef ballpark, Frank, and you'll say.
4: Hello, summer. Oh, yeah, it's ballpark season. <laughs>
0: G, Strike Zone, Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier, Kofi Hemingway, Marcus Green. Uh, we are uh, on National Early Signing Day, just kind of doing a recap of the nine signees, as well as a few of the early commitments that uh, are going to be making their way to the highest of seven hills to play for Coach Simmons and our Family football team. Live updates, though, of our men's basketball team trailing by 10. That's 10. 10 with the under 8 timeout. Who would have thought it? The live line is uh, 18 and a half. Vegas doesn't even believe what they're watching right now. Uh, Your boy (laughs) took the over 151 and a half points. So uh, let's just hope that the points keep coming. What is our scoring average on the season, Kelvin? Aren't we already at our scoring average practically right now? Uh,
1: is it, it can be no more than about fifty points a game, fifty-one, fifty-two. I, I would, I would guess. I'm not sure off the top of my head, though.
0: Yeah. So this is a this is a big step forward. This comes on the heels of the men we actually lost the game. That I, 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 you know, I it was sick watching. We lost to Louisville by six. Uh, Louisville, one of the worst rated teams in college basketball. Uh for to be an ACC team with the kind of budget they have. Uh they they came out and lost to Lipscomb the next the next day, earlier this week. So they are bad. Uh but anyway, we we missed a chance to knock them off. Uh so it'd be great for us to um uh let's see. In some circles they call it a win, even though on the scoreboard it doesn't reflect the win. OK, how about how about that? We we uh, we met uh, we met expectations or we covered expectations, so to speak. So uh, let's just see if you can kind of keep it going. You guys keep us posted in the chat room. Uh, coming up shortly, we'll be joined by Levante Bo Somerset, one of our nine latest signees. But while we wait on him, let's keep going with our next signee. And it is a wide receiver. A young man by the name of Jamari Gassett. Uh, What can you tell us about Jamari?
3: Well, Marcus. I like him. I was watching his film two. And a pump fake on the screen go down the side. Xavier Smith 2.0, just oh. his route running and his speed. And you probably see it on in the initial clip that you know he came in. He was very highly rated. as a three-star player from Tampa Bay Tech. In the class of 2021, where his team actually went to the in the 20 fall 2020, which was the COVID shortened season, but uh Tampa Bay Tech still went to the finals, lost to Bloomington. So he has talent, and when you look at his play and his route running and his speed, you know you could very easily see him plugged into the Xavier Smith role or the Xavier Smith a um, uh, position uh, in the offense. So hopefully he can match and he can potentially exceed that as it relates to how he fits in the offense as a whole. So we're not losing much going from this year to next year.
0: Yeah. 510, uh, 171. Um, what are your, what are you? he's a three star uh, coming out of high school. Uh, your, your thoughts, Kofi. He's got good speed. Uh, you know, he's getting
2: behind defenders. That's what you want to see. You want to see, some explosion, as you're seeing there, seeing him run by people, that's 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 always a good attribute. Uh, run away from people. Uh, he's a playmaker, and, you know, that's one of the things that we needed with this offense. Um, you know, we were very methodical, um, and Coach Simmons' offense is built around explosive plays, and he's one of the guys that can give us that. So I, I like his addition.
0: Chelvin. may not be picking like up Kelvin's audio. Okay.
1: Okay, hold on. Make sure here. You got sure me? We
0: got you. Yeah, we got you now. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So, uh, we're losing uh, Zay, but we do have a nice set of receivers uh, and tight ends. We have weapons. And so, he's.
0: We're losing, we're, we're losing you there, Kelvin. Not really sure. You, you coming? Uh, kind of in and out there.
1: All right, you hear me now?
0: Yeah, I got you. Yes, I sir. Got you. Go ahead.
1: Okay. No, I was just saying, Florida kid coming home. Uh, I think we kind of in the zero. competition. Um, just. Add in depth and, um, as your kid know how to find the end zone and catch the ball. So that, that's, that's a good thing when your head coach uh, nickname is Shot. Uh, so looking forward <laughs> to it. Hey, um,
0: any, any of you guys, I always thought Buffalo's offense was a bit up tempo, up tempo, likes to put points on the board. Um, uh, Marcus, are you able to assess or recall what um, what Buffalo's offensive production was? I, I think that's why I like the fit. I like this fit of Jamari fitting in. And you talked about the – the we do have Jamari A. Sheree coming back another year. But being able to have somebody who's been in a, 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 a an offense that is probably very similar to ours and has been productive, I, I think that's a valuable – Uh, signing
3: it is I've not watched their offense per se you know but just looking at the few plays that were running some of his highlights it looks very similar to what we like to do in terms of one back set you know having multiple wide receivers so I think it'll be a good fit and with his speed and and coming back home you know if you will to the state of Florida I think it'll be a boon for us that I know for me you know, if I were to say the MVP of this football season was probably be the depth that was acquired by Coach Simmons and the team. And even though we had great players, but you look at just about every position. You know, we had the you know, barring injury, we had a lot of quality people that we could rotate in and out, so we don't lose have any drop off when we're bringing in the second team or when we're rotating someone out to catch a breather. And I think he'll add to that and provide, you know, the same if not more. You know. There I say that Zay did. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing his production in com- combination with everybody else that we have. So just make it that much more difficult to guard when we're dropping back to pass.
2: Uh, real yeah. quick, Marcus, the guy from um, we had a wide receiver last year. He came up from division two. I think it was uh what was his name? I
3: think Trevante Smith. I have to double check. Right, I know he's he was from uh, making a ton of
2: plays in the camp and then during the season, um He got hurt, you know, I, I saw I didn't see him anymore. So I'm thinking that he's gonna be back. Um and in die. addition to the the young man from Virginia State that did not get the opportunity to play this year, Marquez, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see that he had decommitted or signed somewhere else. Um
3: he's supposed to be back as well, correct? Yes, we're going to have a lot of depth to watch. It be a challenge, but, you know, everyone's stepping up to the plate. We're going to have a, a good rotation of people in and out and hopefully give the offense, the defense's fits. But so there's a lot of depth, but, and I guess all the experience with the exception of Jamari A. Shereen and, and, um,
0: David Manigo,
3: if he returns, you know all that. I mean, they're the most senior players coming back, and everybody else is going to be brand new. So they're going to be fighting for spots, but providing some additional talents that we haven't yet seen on the field.
0: Yeah, I I was just sitting here, kind of looking and trying to get an assessment of where Buffalo's offense was. um,
3: Trevante Davis is the wide receiver from Wayne State. And speaking of that, just a quick note, it seems like the last few years, not just at the wide receiver, but our uh, recruiting has done a good job of picking up uh, talent coming out of the Division II ranks. And, you know, you look at uh, Bishop Bonnet, he transferred here, actually under the old coach, but he came from, I think he spent his freshman year, can't remember what school, but I want to say like Benedict or, or someplace like that, came back to FAMU, and then you look look at um, uh one of the defensive linemen came from i think he came from lane he's one of the seniors well you know
2: one of the things that i want to share you know because a lot of people tend to look down on division two football but division two is just you don't have as many scholarships it doesn't change the game it doesn't change one's mm-hmm. ability to play, you just don't have as many scholarships. And so a lot of times at the division two, just because of the academic requirements of the school, it doesn't diminish one's athletic ability or their ability to play football, you know, just because you're at division two. Uh, at one time, fam, you was a division two school. Um, and we would have taken out a number of division one teams you know, had we been allowed to actually play them then. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't play football if you're coming from, if you go to a Division II school or if you're not, and, you know, just with the way that the portal is right now, um, there are going to be a lot of good, solid athletes that may not get signed at a at a FBS level or even an FCS level. And because the portal is so tight and packed, they're going to have to, if they want to play, they may have to go to a Division II level, but it doesn't diminish
0: their ability to play. Mm-hmm. Great points. Yep. Great points. Uh, let's move over to our next signee. Uh, and this one is a young man who, another young man who's coming home, got some power five experience behind them, And that's a defensive back, Jalen Glaze. Jalen Glaze coming home. Uh, tell us about Jalen Marcus.
3: Well, he's coming from the University of Minnesota, and I believe we had eyes on him before as well. So he's kind of like uh, Kelvin Dean, where he extended an offer, I believe, when uh, Quinn Gray was a head coach at Lincoln High School. And he opted for University of Minnesota, spent a couple years out there, uh, played mostly special teams. Uh, He did have accolades in high school where playing at Lincoln, where he made first team all Big the Democrat All-Big Ben team his junior and senior years. And so he's coming back, and I anticipate him really putting up a a fight to get on the field. You know, he's been battling up at Minnesota, up in the Colts. I don't know how that really worked out, but, you know, just looking for some playing time, so I expect him to be hungry when he gets here. And, you know, he has good ball skills. He had no problems with special teams, and I know last year that Coach Simmons and Coach Davis use some of the starters on special teams as well, so you'll start to see some of his skills there. But I think he'll really put up a fight to try to make uh, the depth chart, at least the top two, in the defensive backfield. And he gives us additional, excuse me, additional depth and experience there as well.
0: Hey Kelvin uh, Kofi, I, I know those uh, those teams. Coach Gray, obviously, first off, let me let me uh, let's let's give some. Congratulations to uh, Coach Quinn Gray uh, on being named head coach at Albany State. Uh, formerly uh, spent some time. Well, currently he's an offensive analyst at Memphis. Prior to at, he was at Alcorn State, and prior to that he was at Lincoln as a head football coach. So, what do we know about those Lincoln squads? What I mean, obviously, uh, Lincoln has a good history. Uh, always has competitive program, uh, competitive teams, lots of talent. Uh, what, what do you guys recall about some of those teams which uh, Jalen would have been a part of?
2: Well, for me, I uh, had an opportunity to be the voice of the Trojans for a couple of years. And so I saw Jalen Glaze play both his junior and senior year. And, you know, he's, he's a good man-to-man guy. Um, he's got good quickness, good speed uh you know a good nose for the football. I remember a couple of pick sixes he had, even uh punt returns on special teams. Um he's he's got good Florida, he's a Florida kid, you know, everything that you would uh expect. He's got a swag to him, uh a confidence about him. And we're gonna need all of that because, you know, again, um the SWAC is a strong skill position conference. And so when you have Wide like Jackson State has. I don't know who their QB is going to be, but they're going to be tough. Um, you know, we got West Florida on the schedule. They're going to spread us out. They're going to do a number of different things. Uh, even USF uh, playing them, that's going to be uh, an issue, you know, or an opportunity. I won't say issue. It's an opportunity for us to display our athleticism on defense. And I think we're actually, with the way this squad is being built, we're we're gonna have an opportunity to to play well against the university of south florida and hopefully win so you know um it comes down to trench play but if you have playmakers out wide that can fight and contest for the ball with good ball skills that opens the opportunity for turnovers which gives you more opportunities for your offense to be on the field and score so you know having somebody like a glaze who's gonna uh, attract a number of hometown family members who want to come and see him play. I think that's a
1: big deal.
0: Good point. Anything you want to add on to that, Kelv?
1: Just uh, that if you notice a lot of the kids who returning are from the area uh, played against um, a lot of the kids that are currently on the team. um, And and those guys take great pride in coming home and trying to win a championship with the team. If you see some of the social media activities from some of those guys, um all these guys played against each other um Lincoln is uh has been one of the powerhouse programs in the city uh it, it plays at highest level they they play everybody from Valdosta uh, not just in the state of Florida but you know in Georgia too so uh, he's played against great competition um and he's a he's a he's a he's a great talent and um you know I safety right now who returned in uh Morgan is a Florida high kid so um I'm pretty sure that some of these kids that come in that got relationships to the area are talking with their, their peers and, and um, they have a lot of pride at, uh, in FAMU. they their family members. A lot of them either work or went to FAMU. So um, <clears throat> I think um, the culture that Coach Simmons has built uh, and the whole family moniker and how, how we as alum, uh, alum, alumni uh, talk about and revere our university it's contagious and it, and it's it's starting to be institutionalized in everything we do and so it's a positive and um you know i just look forward to uh glaze coming in he's a big hitter good tackler so i'm looking to see uh him contribute
0: um pencil this i don't want to i don't want to sidetrack us but just put this topic that i'm about to throw out there to the side and ask man what is it that's keeping us from getting these guys out of high school, and you know, letting them when they leave? What what is it that what causes them to leave? Uh, what are we missing? I I think I kind of know the answers some of them, but it's probably the same stuff we always talk about. But uh, it, it is an interesting side discussion to have about the guys that we were. Fruit, and then two years later, we end up having room for them. You know what I'm saying?
2: Right. Well, you know, for me, obviously, you know, I I really believe that if we connect on this whole P3 thing with our facilities, it'll be a big deal. Um. It really sets the tone. You know, I I. I know we, we've we've done cosmetically about as much as we could possibly do for the field house. And I think that, you know, given where we were, that's a major plus. All right. That being said, that's still not where we need to be from a facility standpoint. If we're going to um, attract top notch athletes, um, you know, we were having a discussion today. People were upset at the, at the basketball program, you know, and they were like, "Well, you know, when are we gonna get some We gonna get some wins?" And you know, he's been here, blah blah blah. And I said, "Well, you know, let's let's look at the totality of it. First of all, FAMU has never won a regular season uh, basketball title, men's basketball title, um, in either the MIAC or the SWAC. So." we've never done it but much of that has to do with the level of commitment that's there and you cannot say that we're committed with nine point with a budget of that's under 10 million dollars when you compare that with the university of north carolina whose budget athletic budget is 101 million dollars it's a big difference you know when it comes to your trainers and all this other stuff yet and still If FAMU finds a way to get to the 15 or the 13, between 13 and 15 million, I think that that would be enough to probably put us uh, in position to compete for conference championships uh, in all of our sports. Um, But, you know, going back to the topic at hand as to why people leave, they normally leave because they want to get away from Tallahassee and basically see what else is out there. Some of them do anyway. You know, I've been in Tallahassee all my life and I haven't seen, you know, X, Y, Z. Let me experience something else. You know, you get up there in 20 below zero weather and ain't nobody around that can, you know, (laughs) that's 10 minutes away or 15 minutes away from you. You know, you'll think twice and be like, you know, Tallahassee ain't all that bad. And you look at all the hype (laughs) that family was getting, especially during football season, all the press. You see all the homecomings and all the people that's there and taking selfies and pictures and loving on each other and
0: all of that stuff
2: that that
0: that that's a good that's a good point man uh the fact that I guess you forget about that guys want to get away from home, go experience something else, and then they realize it maybe in you know how it was good good couple years, good few years away from home. But, uh, yeah, I've, I, I still got a good thing back home, you know. So uh, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, let, let's table that. Let's table that because I, I didn't want it to take away from this. But it is something we can get further in-depth in. All right. We got our next signee <clears throat> to, talk, uh, to talk about. Um, just checking here. See, we're still kind of reaching out right now to Levante. Bo Somerset. Hopefully we'll have him on this show. Hopefully we'll have him on before the uh, end of the show. Uh, Obviously it's a big day for him and his family.
3: Mm -hmm. Hey Brian, uh, resend it. Resend uh, the link.
0: Okay. The the email basically is what I have to resend. Okay. Okay. I will. I'll do that here coming up in the break well uh let me see we're about let me see are we halfway we're at about the halfway point let me do that let's take a break uh and then we've got one two three four five more signees to kind of talk about on the other side of the break so we'll do that when we come right back after the break you're watching the ong strike zone we'll be back in just a moment (laughs)
3: It's like a loot machine. Now, we're trying to get down. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties an Urban
2: Passport member. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org
1: so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your fam.
0: If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again.
4: This is Always Ultra Thin's Reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you
0: can feel dry, and locks odors in.
4: Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before.
1: This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube Spreaker, or the BCSN app, as we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports, with me, the dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watch and
3: Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed.
1: It's been difficult because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. An expression
3: on someone's face when you do something nice for them. I miss all my friends in school. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org
1: so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccine.
3: The Sweet and Smoky Salmon Rub infuses smoked black pepper with dehydrated maple syrup, pink Himalayan salt, ginger, thyme, mustard, and more to make a sweet, savory rub perfect for salmon, trout, and other delicate seafood. The
1: Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, My colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today. Don't delay. Call Cuvay.
4: will give you just one measly entertainment subscription. One is no fun. With Verizon, there's up to seven entertainment subscriptions with your unlimited plan. That's seven times the. <laughs> seven times the. No, no, no. Seven times the. Yes, yes. yes. Music, gaming, Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus, and more. That's seven times the entertainment. Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just thirty-five dollars, better cost less than you think.
0: Hello and welcome to the second hour of the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier, Kofi Hemingway, and Marcus Green. Uh, The full squad is here today because it's National Early Signing Day. (laughs) The Rattlers have, uh, the Rattler football team has signed nine studs i mean the envy of the swag the envy of black college football uh i'm just hyping it up because i that's just how i believe i mean look and the the rest is there's more that's coming so uh we coming we coming (laughs) we coming swag
1: who ain't swag if we ain't swag (laughs) baby We
0: we swag now it's gonna take a Miyak team to show the swag how to win the celebration. Oh, no, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me not go. Let me not not start nothing just yet. We'll get to talking about the celebration bowl coming up here mm-hmm. shortly. But let's finish let's finish talking about our signees. Uh, the next young man that we have is an offensive lineman, one of the guys up front. a uh, young man by the name of Ashton Grable. Big number 71, a big fella. Tell us about Ashton, Marcus.
3: Uh, Well, Ashton is from a Georgia boy, from Irwinton. I have no idea where that is, in Wilkinson County. But he's a big boy, 6'4", uh, 312 pounds, played at Jacksonville State. And we kind of know, not Jackson, but Jacksonville State in Alabama. We kind of know uh, what they what they're about because they've been – at the top or near the top always in the top 25 for fcs the last few years and i believe they're part of the atlantic sun i think they're transitioning to fbs within the next couple yes. of years or so but yes, they are. you know he came in with accolades uh, he was all state in a class 1a in georgia and made the all-region team at, at class 1a and he's a big boy or a, a road grader so i'm looking forward to seeing him compete on the line and help us to pave the way and help our running game get up to speed as it was in 2021. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him and giving additional depth and some experience. And I believe he comes in with three years of of eligibility. So we have an opportunity to continue to mold and mold him, grow him and develop his, his talent. So I'm looking forward to having him be part of the line and and help us pursue uh, superb pass protection and also improve our running game.
0: Hey, uh, our good friend, our other Marcus uh, told us, says uh, in the chats that he's from out of Middle Georgia. So Wilkinson County High School right there in uh, uh, Middle Georgia, the Macon area, Wilco Warrior, uh, which is a basketball school. You know, so I got to feel I wonder, hey, Marcus in the chats, is he is he one of those young men that uh, found some time playing basketball as well? I mean, look, the number the the young man is six, four, three, twelve. Now, I don't know if that's what he bulked up to after a year or two at Jacksonville State, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if he did play a little hoops, at least a couple of years in high school. Wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um big guy. Hey, what one of the interesting stats, Kelvin and Kofi, and I and I'll let you guys jump in here. Uh what was it that uh Coach Simmons said about offensive line Marcus? We we've only lost one. Is that was that correct in what he said in the in his
3: presentation yeah, yeah he you mentioned in the press conference something for you. that um they only lost one <laughs> offensive lineman. <laughs> I have something Uh-oh. for you too. Hold on for a second. Let me close that. Yeah, You mentioned we only <laughs> lost one offensive lineman. Sorry about that interruption. Uh, <laughs> one offensive lineman off for this year, and I believe it's uh, Colvin. I think he was the senior or the redshirt senior. Okay. I'm taking a guess. I haven't looked at the roster, but he's the one I believe was the upperclassman. So we're looking to have some folks, uh, a lot of returnees on the offensive line, and he'll add to the talent and talent depth. And we'll also be returning um, Cesar Reyes, I believe, went out in the first game at University of North Carolina. He's a transfer from from USF from South last Florida. summer.
1: Yeah, South Florida.
3: And we played uh, a couple freshmen this year, and redshirt freshmen like um, TJ Dimas, and we had uh, TJ Lee uh, playing. So we had a lot of young talent, and so – between that and the transfers we brought in last summer, we look—they have a lot of depth on the offensive line. So he's adding to the talent. So I don't know if it's necessarily, I mean, you always want to build up the trenches. So I don't know if it was like desperation need, but, you know, adding some talent and building depth will always keep us in the mix so that we have, um, if we have untimely injuries, or even if we just want to rotate people out that we're not having any drop off.
0: Uh, go ahead, Kelvin. Uh, any any thoughts you want to add in there? Uh, there's a there's a, a question uh, that Keith asked about. Was he a part of the Florida State? Or well, I'm sorry, was he a part of the Jacksonville State team that beat Florida State? How when was that? How many years ago was that? One or two years ago?
1: Cool. Two. Two okay. years, not this season, but last season.
0: Okay. And he would have um, been a true freshman on that team.
1: Right. He probably he was probably there, but. I don't know if it was on the travel squad, but I but that D B um kid uh who was in the transfer reporter from Jacksonville State was there. Um mm-hmm. so DeCory. uh so so they they, they played he's played against good competition at a at a pretty high level. So um I anticipate, you know, him coming in and being able to contribute immediately. And he, he had some girth to our team. You know, we're we were pretty long last year and so forth uh you know but we were also kind of lean particularly on the edges and um you know you know so i i think he would get, we got a few uh people eaters coming in you know mountain movers <laughs>
0: i love it people eaters mound <laughs> movers love it love it uh kof what do you want to add i thought he wanted to add something maybe he didn't um all right so to our knowledge we got about four returners on the offensive line coming back kofi do you want to add something in there about the offensive line? yeah i
2: think you know just really the one of the things that um you know since coach simmons has been here one of the things that he's done knowing that we needed bigger stronger faster more athletic linemen is to continue to try to add uh I want to say that skill set, understanding that when we were in the MEAC, that if you if we were going to really compete for a title and compete against the North Carolina a and the South Carolina States, uh, and win the and even the Howards, we needed to beef up up front if we were going to have a legitimate chance to win the conference and you know, um, you know, play postseason ball win either the Celebration Bowl or even the NCAA playoffs. Uh, we needed to do that, but, um, and he's done that effectively. I want to also say that, you know, coach Devin has really opened up the lanes when it comes to coach Devin Rispers, Rispers, um, has opened up the lanes when it comes to our recruitment, the language of recruiting, the contacts, the relationships, all of those things, uh, where we were at, you know, um, 50 to hundred people that we were communicating with it's now literally, I would dare say the thousands uh, largely due to coach Devin and what he has brought to the table. Um, and it affects everything that we do um, from getting the volume and getting the number of communication that's out there, getting the language out there, but then also, um, you know, this helps to monetize the camps. You know, as well and get the camps to another level, which helps our coaches be able to evaluate potential players and ballers on site and even offer them scholarships, which is where I believe this is going. So, um, you know, just the way that the staff uh, has been structured, the way that uh, Coach Simmons has brought people in that understand their lanes, understand how to recruit, it's a big deal. So I wanted to uh, I didn't want to miss out on uh, any of that communication as well.
0: Well said, well said. All right, our next signee. Now, this is a young man I'm really excited about. I, I think when we think of signees over the last couple of years defensively, uh, and then and turn around in terms of add to production. I mean, obviously the last two years, I think you think Isaiah Major. Uh, before that, uh, you think of um, uh, w- Williams on the on the corner but i i think this young man or on the end rather but i think this young man sharif shaya sharif shaya uh six five let me let me say that, that one from wakanda six five, 250 <laughs> and you better get the last name right because shaya means honor and i'm giving that one to producer mel who looked that one up uh so you know that 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 name. He's a defensive end, linebacker. I I'm, I'm excited to see what this young man brings brings to camp. Marcus, tell us about Sharif.
3: Well, he's a big boy as you saw. Um 6'5, 245 to 255 out of Texas. Uh he's been around. He's class of 2018 and he initially signed with a school in Daytona in 2018. Not sure everything that would happen, but somehow he ended up at Southeastern Louisiana. I do not recall if he was in the game when we played in the playoff game last year. But, uh, and also saw he graduated. He was part of the graduating class, uh, I guess, last week or two weeks ago. So he's coming in as a graduate transfer. And so, you know, it's bringing size and depth and ability off the end. I saw some of his practice tape, you know, just in some of the game film. I mean, he looks, once again, to be able to create some havoc, bring some size and have a, and add to the rotation so that we can have continual pressure on the quarterback. And he's adding height. So, you know, it, typically what we've seen so from some of our D tackles tend to be on the shorter stronger and stouter kind of and uh, build and then we have some height on the ends. but once again it's the last couple of years or so uh, coach simmons and a lot of the the recruiting has up to ante in terms of the size and overall um physical stature of some of the folks that we're recruiting from the defensive end the offensive line and even trying to get a stouter and taller up front with the defensive tackle. So I think this is concurrent with that same thing.
0: Kofi, what do you want to add there about Sharif? He's athletic,
2: man. I mean, we're talking about trench play. (laughs) You can't get enough good, solid trench players, people that know how to – that are athletic enough to get around the corner, um, pull stunts. It changes what you do. It gives your guys fresh legs as the game deepens. You know, you need warriors up there, people that can make plays, and he's one of those guys.
0: Yes indeed. Kelvin, what do you wanna add?
1: He's got a guy that has played uh um on a team that has made the uh FCS p- playoffs the last two years. Um yes. so he's played and so he's played against good so 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 he he's he's played against good competition and he's played with good, mm-hmm. good Good competition, and so he should. You know, good uh, another another guy who brings just great size. Six five, two hundred and fifty. Man, I mean, mm-hmm. um, so so you know, you look for him to come come in right away and, and and contribute and add to the to the depth that we already have at the DN spot. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be. I feel sorry for them offensive tackles next year uh who Ooh. have to go against FAMU.
0: <laughs> Dark cloud defense <laughs> get no darker. Fun. Nah, it's getting darker. That dark cloud defense is just getting darker out there uh for for, mm-hmm. for opposing uh offensive units. Uh I'm glad you brought up the fact that, yeah, at Southeastern that he's been to the playoffs the last two years, uh, had success. Uh he knows, you know, he, he so so that means he's he, he's uh he's been in the in the mix, in the hunt fighting for a conference championship and the postseason stuff that comes with it. So uh, I believe he's got a COVID year, so if he's coming in as a grad transfer, he's coming in as a grad transfer with two years of eligibility, I believe. Correct. So, yeah, yeah that, that, man, just, we brought in a 6'5 and a 6'4. Good, good, good gets uh, today yeah. uh, for FAMU, definitely. And
1: we definitely. See, yeah, but and we
2: I also wanted from... to say that he, I also wanted to say he plays in a league where you have to rush the pass. If you don't rush the pass, the quarterback's going to be back there, and they will pick you apart. It's a whole passing lead. So being able to get and uh, have a guy up front that's gone after the Lindsey Scotts of the world, that's practiced against, um, top-notch quarterback play, that's seen all kinds of fronts, all kinds of looks, all of that stuff really does, is going to bode well for what we're trying to accomplish on the highest of seven hills.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's uh, let's turn to our next uh, signee, and this is uh, this is a young man that we're still we're still hoping that we have on a little bit later in the show, and it's Levante Bow Somerset, a running back, uh, one of the one of the few high school signees uh, who committed all the way back in March, as we talked about earlier. Uh, Marcus, tell us about Levante Bo, Somerset.
3: Well, hopefully he can come on and, and give us a little you know, in-depth of his game, but I just like, I mean, he, he reminds me, um, gosh, can't think of his his number right number three for us a couple years ago, transferred to Georgia Tech. His name is on the tip of my tongue. And Zende oh, Ray just reminds me in turns terms of his running in terms of his flexibility in terms of running and catching and i don't know i wanted to ask him because i think he's also played on defense for uh, yes. North fort myers yep. and so yep. i wanted to ask him if he's being recruited as a running back or athlete and which side of the ball they envision him on but i'm hoping he stays on offense because i'm just all the numbers are there the skill the fight the the dog in him. Just, you just see the running and he was going off in the playoffs and so I'm just excited to see him to add to our our running back depth, and hopefully that'll continue to flourish in like a 2021 type level where we just have wave upon wave of speed, strength, and skill just coming at the uh, coming at swag defenses and our whoever we play. In addition to accurate passing, so I just looking at his his running, most of his running highlights, you just see him. Of being able to cut in and out, cut out of his breaks, whether he's bouncing it outside or running it up the middle, so it gives us the option of we don't we're not limited based on size or someone's ability on where we call the run plays. Trying to outrun, outrun to the, to the flat. So I'm really looking forward to, to seeing him play, and get in the mix in the running back, running back room.
0: Hey, just looking at the the bio. In four years, Somerset compiled a total of three thousand four hundred and forty-one yards and twenty-six touchdowns. Listen to the breakdown. This guy. This is why he's listed as an athlete because this is what athletes do, right? Uh, Nineteen hundred yards rushing, nine hundred and twenty-eight receiving. He even threw for six hundred and eleven yards passing. That that was the three forty. Uh, 34-41, right? 26 touchdown, 20 of 21 rushing, 4 receiving, even had a pick 6 included in there. And you mentioned the fact that he played defense, had 171 tackles over those 4 years and 8 interceptions. Uh, you know, so here's a young man who played since his freshman year. This is a big, you know who this reminds me, what was the young man's name? And I know it didn't work out. Uh, the young man from up in Ooh Small Town Bluntstown. Remember that recruit that we that we had and he was just uh I, name escapes me, so I'm, i mean I, you know I don't want to He was the it. running back. Yeah.
3: I have he to was look up his name. He was the running back, back and he went off in the state title game against um, Yes Against Madison, like County. Madison County. Madison County
0: Madison County, yeah. But he, he just put up Numbers, uh, ridiculous numbers. Um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't. Yeah, unfortunately, we we never saw him uh, at FAM. But Kelvin, uh, what's your what's your what's your thoughts on Bo?
1: I'm gonna keep it real simple. Uh, he played in the uh, Fort Myers area, uh, metro. They call it metro now, but he played at a high level against high level competition. Uh, the school, the particular school he at, was not considered. Uh, you know, a powerhouse school, but because of his talents, they became a, a force in the area. Um, he, he, he equally good on offensive defense, but like uh, like uh, Marcus said, I hope they keep him on offense because he just do so many things. He played quarterback. He did catch the ball out of the backfield or at receiver. He did run the ball, and, and all he did was just score. I mean, you know, he got plenty of tapes and clips. And this is a young man who had actually Group of 5 and Power 5 offers, all right? He chose family. He wanted to be a Rattler. He, he had options. So um this is somebody a nation really need to be excited about. Uh, yeah, uh this this is definitely. one this is one of those kids, you know, generally when you get you get kids out of high school, you ain't looking for them to contribute right away. But you know, if they good enough, then they just good enough. This kid good enough.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, this is this is uh, one of those gits. Kofi, your thoughts on Bo? Man, we've been waiting on him.
2: <laughs> we've been waiting on. I- we been waiting <laughs> on him, uh, just like we waiting on him tonight. So you know, we, we really, <laughs> we really, really uh, desire. We've been looking for him for you know, it seems like forever. Ever. You know, and now he, the time has finally come where he's going to be able to make a contribution on the Heist of Seven Hills. I love his 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 size, his physicality. Um, and and when you have guys like that with that kind of size and speed, the combination, what I like was his ability to make moves, to make people miss. Um, and I like his hands. He can do a number of different things. And it's good to have people with that skill set um, because they're, you know, creatively offensively, there's a number of different things you can do. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to give away too many ideas. But you can do a number of different things, even in those uh, those moments where Musa won't necessarily be able to run, or you don't want Musa out there to run. You got somebody in there that could potentially play QB and run from a multiple multiple back set you know and give your opponents a different look and he can throw so you know it doesn't make us one dimensional there so that's a good thing
0: Yeah apparently uh who was it Demetra Alford was saying uh there seemed to be a lot of people who were surprised that he chose FAMU over UM I think UM was one of those one of those power 5s uh that uh you know that just that just speaks you know that just speaks to mm-hmm what, what we have going on. There might even be, if I recall, there might even be some family ties, uh, whether it be possibly within the family, uh, that, that also may have helped spur that on spur that on. Yeah. Uh, Got all right. Let's talk
2: about It's too much orange on our show. Well, it's the orange uh, and
0: green strike zone.
2: Joker It's the <laughs> orange and green.
0: I mean, that, you know, get it, you is, some what more it is we are, we what get we, him are. Some more we, we try. We try, you know, there's still room now that now that Jackson State is gone. You there's still room over here. Come on. We coming. We coming. There's no I don't room need, to ju- come on I don't need game, Scott to jinx us. I don't need
2: Scott to jump on this <laughs> He ain't jumping on oh, the wagon after 59-3. Is laps. that what he it ain't is? jumping back
0: on that one. All right. Well, good. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that uh, squared <laughs> away. All right. Next up, we, uh, we lost two All-American punters, uh, I believe, correct? uh in uh yeah
3: one punter, one place first, kicker yeah two them
0: right? punter. but but hey hey romo martinez said that uh, he he proved he can punt as well as he That's had true. to do the year uh fedul got hurt so we lost two punters all american punters and so right into the uh the early signing period we pick up corey trey Wilhoite the third who uh as a punter coming another tallahassee hometown guy Coming home uh, with at least two to three years of eligibility. Uh, transfer from Il- Eastern Illinois. Marcus, tell us about uh, Trey.
3: Now, I'm, I am mean, usually don't get excited about a punter. You know, that's not really like an exciting position. But I'm really excited because Fadul, that was my guy. I mean, he could flip the field. With If we didn't happen to score or get too far along, he would flip the field and be able to put the defense in a good position to make the the other team have to drive the length of the field, and this guy's the same way. I and mean, he came out of Childs in twenty twenty. Uh, didn't in twenty twenty was you know kind of hard, and he didn't get very many offers. So he went out in JUCO, and all he did his freshman year was lead uh, JUCO and punting average. Then he got offers from Eastern Illinois, went there, and he was a semifinalist for the award for the top punter for this year and literally jumped in the portal in the first week of December. I'm not sure exactly why, but he jumped in the portal and fortunate for us, he wanted to come back home. So I think it'll help us reduce or even not even have an issue with any drop off with flipping field positions. So I'm really excited about him coming on board, him coming back home and making sure that our special teams remain special.
0: Well said. Well said. Uh, anything you want to add in there, Kelvin?
3: I'll just add
1: that uh, kid is, is tough, too. He uh, played defense um, at Childs, too, as well as being a punter. So, you know, he'll stick his, he'll stick his head in there if need be, need, he need to make that game saving tackle. But, uh, again, uh, I, don't, I know the kids, the local kids talk a lot with each other. I know we have the kid from Leon who's a – going to probably be doing our field goal kicking, who was a, um, a high school uh, kid uh, coming out last year. So I don't, I'm not sure if they have a relationship or not. But, uh, but uh, um, we are doing a great job of blanketing the uh, city in terms of talent, uh, both out of the high school realm as well as when kids uh, get somewhere and they want to come back home. I think that's a special sauce there. It's going to help attendance. Uh, it's going it's, you know, those kids. You know, they got more eyes on them. You know, being at home, so they tend to matriculate through better. And then, of course, they want to perform at a high level because they got people in the stands. So I just think it's a win-win. I and I, I love that that the, the kids feel that way about FAMU, um, uh, and and, and, and you know, doing their part in recruiting and coming come to represent our orange and green. It's great for the community.
3: NBA, let me jump in brand. real quick. Oh, go Brian, ahead, let go me ahead. jump in real quick that um, Trey Wilhoit also this year, he was off Ohio Valley Conference first team in special teams. And he made 13 for special teams in the Stats Perform FCS All-American team. So we're getting somebody with some strong accolades that are pretty much on par or you know, just slightly, but low, a little bit, depending on the season of what we're losing in for So just having that same quality of player to come in, I think is a testament to the recruiting. Let me just
2: just add to that. Let me just add that that whole local thing has always been, I want to say a focus Uh of coach Simmons since he's been back, but, you know, not to keep, you know, uh, giving Coach Devin his accolades, but, you know, he knows the local area, having coached in the local area at Rickers and at Godwick. So having a – being able to be on the ground on first level and uh, the number of jamborees that we've had to get eyes on these people to be a part of different recruiting communities in uh, Tallahassee, that's a big deal. So kudos again to Coach Devin.
0: Yeah, just looking at some of the film, just look at those boomers that uh, <laughs> that uh, Trey is uh, knocking out of the park. All right, that's eight eight recruits uh, signed. Let's get to the last one of the nine before we take a break, uh, and that is Decorian Deco Wilson, uh, a defensive back. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Deco, Deco, hopefully it's uh, Decorian Wilson, um, defensive back from out of uh, Talladega, another Jacksonville State transfer. You mentioned him a little bit early, earlier there, uh, Kelvin. Uh, Marcus, tell us about DeCorian.
3: Well, he comes in uh, class of 2020, and he's an athlete because he was also on the state finalist basketball team in the spring of 2020. And so you know we're getting someone who that you know, has some good size to him six one 200 200 pounds or so oh, uh, i don't know to what degree you know in terms of his playing time with jacksonville state but once again he's going to come in hungry he has a ability to play both uh, defense and and special teams and so once again he'll add to the depth that will uh for our defensive backfield to give us the flexibility to rotate in and out keep everybody fresh but also to make sure that we're we're locking down some of those offenses that we're going to see uh coming up in the swag this year and it come, you know, of course comes with experience so having played in the ovc and having seen some of the competition there in in the conference and out of conference being able to leverage that experience plus his talent and obvious athletic ability to help us make sure that we're keeping our defense straight
0: Looks like he's showing off some wide receiving skills as well there, um, probably in some of that high school film. My goodness. Uh, what do you want to add in there, Kofi?
2: No, I like the the movement to the ball. You know, you can't ever have enough speed. Uh, when you get that level of explosion, and I want to say play recognition, um, movement to the ball, that's a big deal. This guy's also a playmaker. You know, uh, like I said before, you know, you see people run past people. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Run past the people that's already there, you know, <laughs> run past them. You're, you're faster than them. So that's, that's a, uh, you know, unless you're playing against somebody. Look at that play right there. That's that's just good play. That's good ball play. That was like- and you need that in the swat where, you know, we got a lot of mobile QBs who were killing us this year. You got you got and uh with the addition of what Alcorn State got with the kid from Missouri, you know, and we going up against Andrew Body next year, bro. We gotta we gotta have people out there with some speed.
0: Okay, here we go. Let's wait for this here. He had to wait for it.
3: Yeah,
0: (laughs) he had to wait for it. Yeah, I'm noticing in some of the high school film, he was all over the place, man. He was some receiver. On that Mm -hmm. one play that you were just talking about, Kofi, he had his hand in the ground uh, playing almost like a D end or an outside linebacker. uh, I mean, blowing up the spot. I I didn't know if he was – I had to go back and look at his size because that very first video, hell, I thought he was a linebacker for a second. I'm like, dude, the way he just blew that spot up, I'm like, dude came in there. So I don't know if he's a safety, but anyway, we'll. He's uh, a safety. Okay. Okay. That would make sense. Let me, let me just
2: say this. In addition to that, you know, one of the things that I felt that coach, one of the key statements that he made this year was after the first game where he stated this was the worst game I've ever coached, et cetera, et cetera. But he said that we. Kept giving Shadur the same picture over and over and over and over and over again. But when you have different pieces with speed, you can give quarterbacks different looks. You know, you can do different things from blitz packages. And I want to see us grow in that area going into 2023.
0: Well said. Uh, Kelvin, I'm going to give you the last word before we go to break.
1: Yeah, so I, I I hate to do this to this young man, but he, he I think he can handle it. So he did play against Florida State. He got a lot of uh, he he played a lot this year too. I mean, yeah, I mean he had like fifty some tackles, right? So 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 he's played against top notch competition. Uh, he actually made some plays against Florida State. As a matter of fact, as a sophomore, um, with his size and speed, I'm thinking Marquise Bell. Now he has to come in and and uh and and do that but he has that kind of portfolio he has he has that kind of size he has that kind of speed he has that kind of production in him and and that's what i see him as i see him as a, a safety that can do it all can cover in space can make plays be a ball hawk and definitely can hit uh very physical if you watch his uh jacksonville state film very physical kid uh so so i'm really excited about this this is our eraser on the back end of the defense.
0: Well said. Uh, the eraser. There it is. New nickname, the eraser. Hey, uh, we've got to talk about, on the other side of this break, a few names that are committed but haven't signed just yet. One of them, a lot of buzz on the internet this morning. A lot of buzz about this commitment. So we will talk about him and a couple other names. That we probably, if we don't see sometime over the next 24, 48 hours, we'll probably see hopefully signing with that next group in uh, the first week of February. Let's take a break, come back for our final segment. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment.
3: to Clinton
1: Paris and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and
2: my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I
1: represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get
2: the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain
1: out of being hurt.
0: Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier, Kofi Hemingway, Marcus Green. The team is all here assembled. We just went through the nine signees. Uh, a part of this early signing class. We don't know just yet if there'll be a few more, but uh, we want to spotlight a few names that are committed that we know Marcus has been tracking a couple of these names. One name just popped on the radar today, so we don't know if they will sign this week or if they will be part of the signing period in the spring. One thing that did come out of the presser, Coach Simmons did say, uh, now, this was prior to – Marcus, correct me if I'm wrong. This was prior to the ninth signee, but during the pressure, we only had eight, and he gave an inclination that seven of the eight will be on campus for the spring and spring workouts and spring practice. Is that correct what you heard?
3: Yeah, that's what I heard as well. I don't want to make any presumptions about who is who, but I'd imagine he was speaking of all the transfers.
0: Yeah i'd right. be my guess yeah but we'll, we'll 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 wait to we'll wait to see obviously we'll get a better read on that in january all right let's go to the committed guys marcus just just quickly let us know who are the three committed guys that we learned about or have known about that uh, we're still waiting on their official in uh in all right
3: Uh, Well, one the other high school player so far, uh, Justin Bostic, is a three-star defensive back out of Palm Beach Central High School. He committed, uh, I want to say, just after Labor Day. So you know, it was right after you know we had our you know issue with Jackson State. But you know, he sounds really strong to stay with Fam. So hopefully. Everything will come through in February if he doesn't sign now during the early signing period, which I believe is just today through Friday. Uh, The second uh, is Amari Lee, a transfer defensive back uh, out of South Florida. Uh, I think he's out of uh, North Miami Beach High School. And so hopefully he'll get signed through. And once again, adding depth to our defensive backfield. And making sure everything's taken care of back there. So he's got pretty good size.
0: I saw that picture yeah. and I thought we signed two people. I, I wasn't really sure what was going on <laughs> with that picture. These kids and these graphics, man, they be killing me. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: And the, and the last one is Jacques Yant. Another uh Tallahassee native out of Gabe High School, a big running back. And looking at his film, you know, they show they have various highlights of him against uh, Purdue or Northwestern. He reminds me a Rock lot. on uh, reminds me a lot of Jalen McCloud. Maybe a little faster, Woo. but he's a big boy. I think he's like six-two, two thirty.
0: Get off of me. So he's going to make
3: people not. He's cons- going to make people make it a business decision on whether they want to tackle him or not. So I can see him Woo. filling in that same role as um, Jalen McCloud and giving us some thunder to go with the lightning that we hopefully have. With a healthy uh, Dustin Coates and Kelvin Kelvin us. Dean. So I can He's see got us good just feet. like yes, yeah, he does.
0: yes he does.
3: Well a big guy. He yeah. that big, moving like that. Mm-hmm.
0: 16, and he came 30, through this
3: morning. Movie. He was he was one that got announced, I believe, at ten AM this morning as a commitment.
0: Yeah. So Yeah.
3: yeah that's it meant, it, once again, it, I think it, it that makes about a buzz four, about that. Yeah, I think there was about four. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kelsey and Coven. That makes about three or four Tallahassee natives or Big Bend area folks that are coming back as transfers. Yes. But let's
2: let's look at this also, right? So you got Destin Colts coming back off of injury mm-hmm. from Tallahassee. Yep. You got yep. DeAndre Francis from Tallahassee. Rooker, you got up, Kelvin up. D, huh? Yeah, Rickers. You got Kelvin D from Tallahassee, and now you got Jack West also from tallahassee just in the backfield alone don't forget leland Wilhoit. he's not from tallahassee
0: oh i'm sorry we we're going with the <laughs> tallahassee team i'm sorry i'm sorry Same i, I didn't thing. know i thought i hey,
1: thought
2: hey, I'm hey,
0: sorry.
1: you know you know you you know the Indiana, the in boy got to get the midwest kid in there
4: <laughs>
0: Actually, Will Hoyt's not. I didn't even bring up the Indiana guy. See, I was just going. I I could have mentioned him. His, you anyway. I'm not. I'm not gonna stop trying to defend. My,
3: he, 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 we he have some pieces in the backfield. We, we got some pieces yeah. in the backfield. So just putting. In, and plus, you didn't even mention the freshman we got last year. Between the um, yeah. young man from from um, Eagles Landing, that got a couple minutes. Uh, playing uh, and, so Marcus, so,
0: let me let me ask this question. Okay, so we got nine mm-hmm. official signees. What do you mm-hmm. anticipate the class number to be? I mean, will it be on that average of twenty three to twenty five by the end of the day? By the I end think of so. Pivot, I think right? Coach
3: Simmons. I think Coach Simmons said last week they had, may have room for a full class. So right. I'm anticipating, okay. you know, he may load up on. not load up i don't want to say the wrong that we may be transfer heavy now because of the window and everything else and then look towards any addition look towards the high school uh recruits and any suitable transfers but i think just looking at who they've offered and who's committed he's hitting areas of need i guess one area and i'd have to look at the roster that just to make sure but one area i'd like to see is defensive tackle It seems like we have a lot of defensive ends and maybe some folks that can slide down but if i remember correctly we're looking at richard summers perhaps um, stanley mentor and donald hall all being upperclassmen which who may or may not return based on eligibility so that's three of our defensive tackles i don't know what our depth looks like there i'd have to look at the roster once again the building back and i know we switched um michael marshall i think he was playing backup offensive line based on injury so i don't know if he's going back he's a three-star that we got out of miami two years ago so i don't know if he's going back on a defensive line at dt or what our depth looks like there so i guess that's the one area i haven't seen well we haven't seen a transfer we've seen a couple offers but nothing no bites just yet so i'm waiting to see how that turns out but Coach Simmons said he's expecting a full class. And I've seen – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like something sweeping. But we've offered like four or five long snappers in the last three weeks.
0: So we've offered a lot of long – Gotta go fishing, Mm -hmm. baby? Somebody's got a bite. Somebody's got a bite. Come on now.
3: So So, we've offered – so they're building up the special teams between, you know, making sure we have sufficient talent there to fill in the void, step in the gap for – Fadul and romo martinez leaving so between kickers we've had a few offers punters a few offers and long snappers at least five or six a couple high school and a few transfers so we're putting that out there making sure special teams is off the par and so they're they're doing all their due diligence as we would expect them to do to make sure we have quality depth and as coach simmons mentioned in his in his press conference they're not looking at transfers just to Say they're doing it. They're making sure people are the right fit. So everyone who may get an offer and everyone who's a transfer isn't going to be a fit until they do their vetting and understand who the person, who the person happens to be, and whether he'll fit in the culture.
0: All right, <clears throat> let's um, let's uh, let's do a little housekeeping here because uh, we got a lot <clears throat> to just kind of briefly touch on before we close out today's show. Uh, All-Americans, a couple of more All-American awards were announced for Xavier Smith and Isaiah Land, uh, both of whom, I believe Isaiah Land was second team All-American by Stats Perform. Xavier Smith was third team. So there's Isaiah Land, uh, recognized second team All-American. So I I would think consensus All-American for... Land and Xavier as I think they ended up on either first, second or third on pretty much everybody's All-American. So congratulations to those two uh, for representing uh, FAMU very well. I think also I saw uh, BJ Bowler get an invitation and accept an invitation to the Legacy Bowl, which uh, also I think Isaiah Land has an invitation to. Um, so that, that's uh, good news for those guys. Uh, final score from our men's basketball game at Kentucky, their first ever trip to Rupp Arena, historic game. They, they, they uh, I think it was 86 to 66. So 20-point loss. Uh, I think that was the final score. Represented themselves well. Um, you know, went over the total. Uh, so your boy came away feeling good. And so uh, not a not an overall bad weekend in Kentucky uh, for FAMU, but, you know, the fact is we, we still haven't got a win against the Division I team, and pretty pretty soon the season non-conference is coming to an end, and January will be here, and the first game against Bethune-Cookman will be on the 2nd of January. So uh, we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, unofficial football dates. We were talking about this on the back rooms, fellas. Uh, Kofi, can I can I give out some of these dates unofficially? And I say unofficially because, you know, yes, we're going to put the date out there, but until obviously the university and the athletic program put it out, it won't be quote-unquote official. But you see these dates, and then and you let us know if you see anything different. Are we good with that, Unofficial. Kofie? We can say it's unofficial. Let's say Alleged. Allegedly. Uh, well, it, okay al- allegedly, allegedly these allegedly these are the dates for some games this year again this is allegedly unofficial however you want to say it you know from the we, Negro we be- news network <laughs> the in NNN is back,
2: people, and we just wanted to let you know the Negro News Network has gotten some intel, and we just wanted to give you the
0: alleged
2: football schedule.
0: All right. September 3rd, we all know that uh, we're playing Jackson State again in the Orange Blossom Classic. Of course, this time, it'll be head coach T.C. Taylor that'll be leading Jackson State down to South Florida. Uh, Whoop, that trick. Whoop, sorry. Uh, now, we do know that September, uh, well, we allegedly believe that September 23rd will be the first home game in Bragg Stadium against Alabama State on uh, September 23rd. Uh, of course, you know, we beat beaten Bama State two times, the last two we played them. Southern, BAMU travels to Southern University October 7th, so, uh, you know, get that one scheduled october 7th then Family will make their first trip out to houston houston texas at their home of beyonce and uh, all the other folks in houston uh october 21st uh so that'll be october 21st and uh what that means is homecoming right now appears to be on october 28th by the way folks have reserved hotel rooms in tallahassee it would it would it would seem like homecoming is going to be the weekend of October 28th. Uh, I've heard that hotels are sold out. So I mean, you 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 put two and two however, together. However,
2: however, let me say this: there are 300 over 300 uh, rooms available with Airbnb. 300 ah. properties available with Airbnb. Better get
0: on them now. Better get and I checked out.
2: on that, and they have some nice five-bedroom houses that are available as well. So, you know, and that's much cheaper than the Tallahassee hotels. I mean, it's a no-brainer to me.
0: Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's Prairie View. Prairie View folks and are that's already Prairie View. Yes. Yeah, so Prairie View folks are already circling that as a date where they 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 think they're gonna come in the uh, in the streak. Uh, in Bragg. That, so they, they kind of circling that one. Alabama A&M, we travel to Alabama A&M, so allegedly on November 4th. <laughs> uh, November 18th would be the Florida Classic. that that We can say that with certainty will be the last game of the regular season. So there's no we don't have to allege that. That'll be what it's going to be. Any other games or dates in there that we think we know, Kofi, Kelvin, that we didn't just mention there? We didn't mention uh, University of South
2: Florida, and we didn't mer- mention uh, the University of West Florida.
0: Yes, that's right, West Florida. Now that, that's okay. So the West Florida game, Division Two opponent, uh, a very good Division Two team, uh, won a national championship just a few seasons ago. Uh, that that might be the first home game. So instead of playing uh, Albany State or Fort Valley State. That potentially might be the first home game. Uh, The South Florida game would probably follow the Miami game. Correct. Uh, uh, And that gives us room for one or two more more games. One more game. Um, You kind of had some breaking news last week that you didn't think South Carolina State was going to be on the schedule, correct? I know they're not going to be on the schedule. Now, that's a fact. All right, so interesting to
2: see. Unless how the, unless something changes, unless something changes, they will not be on the schedule.
0: Right. Well, uh, interesting to see how that will shake out. Okay. Anything anybody else wants to add quickly about the schedule, potential schedule? Any thoughts? Anybody want to add something quickly?
3: Do we know the who the third go. out of conference? No,
0: we
1: don't. We don't know who the outer, other of conference is at this point. And I do not like the um the D two game, uh, with West Florida. It makes less well, sense than playing the D two HBCU.
0: Well, wait a second. Who's the, the other more dangerous in team? Who's the other in conference? Say it again. Who Who's the other in conference team? Because I got Jackson State, Bama State, Southern. No,
3: we're missing Valley.
0: He, oh, I, Valley. No,
3: Yeah, because they're the only other East team that's not scheduled or that we haven't heard a date for.
0: Oh, yeah, Valley is the East. Got... Yeah, that's right. Because mm-hmm.
3: uh, we've was... got our three West. we got Texas Southern, Prairie View, and Southern. And we got four out of the five Swag East opponents. So we're missing the date for Valley.
0: Alright, so um Kelvin, I, I feel like I interrupted you there. You were saying that you were you were adamant about how you didn't like the D two West Florida choice.
1: I, I d I don't like the D two West Florida choice. Uh first of all I thought we were trying to do away from D two, but if we're gonna do D two, let's keep our HBCU's uh exactly. relationship and and, and, exactly. and bring and bring and give them that money and bring it and bring their fan base here. Uh so so that's my only criticism. If we're going to play a PwC, it'd be FCS or, or, or ES.
0: Right. Yeah, I'd rather play Florida Memorial. I mean, you know, or Edward Waters, if we going to go that route. um, All right, so we got to, you know, here as we're getting towards the close of the show, the Celebration Bowl, uh, Celebration Bowl 7, an outstanding game. Uh, I was in attendance for it. Uh, I was there as part of the search committee for famu 2023 uh so i can tell you uh rattler nation you want to be there so you want to go ahead and reserve any hotel rooms that you can get now for atlanta 2023 because it is a great event with that said the game this year went down last play overtime uh, I I'm not gonna say Central shocked the world because if you listen to me, I could I told you make some money off Central and the points. I told you to even sprinkle a little money on the money line. Uh, so let's go around the horn quickly, guys. Your thoughts on Celebration Bowl seven, Kelvin?
1: Yep. Uh, I thought uh Central stayed true to what what uh, we said about Jackson State the whole year. All right even before family you played and after we played run the ball, be physical with them. You know, they play those, uh, all those DBs and stuff and they play man. So they have to turn it back to the quarterback. Now central had a quarterback that, you know, make is a difference maker. So, you know, but, but, you know, Jackson state get, got to give them credit. They, they, they played with hard, you know, they were missing some pieces up front on the defensive side. You know, they had about you no know, Gaddy didn't play. And they had a couple other guys, that uh didn't play that game that was order. and um so, but but at the end of the day, um they they you know at halftime they were they were they were um up, and um central just made some excellent. The man, their coaching was off you know was a one, the, the fake punt uh call was 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 just amazing, the uh the uh, two point conversion play, um you know they did a great job of keeping Shadour off the field. Particularly in this third quarter, because Shadour was killing it. I mean, I mean, Shadur is one of those quarterbacks. His IQ is so high now; he's so accurate that uh, if he's on the field, you know, you, you pretty much assume he' gonna have points. If if, if they had the ball four times, they're gonna score three three of those times. He's he's to that point; he's that good with his supporting cast. So, um. Central kept coming back. They, they were the, more, phys- they were the more, more physical team. And um and then I feel so bad for the, the kid who dropped the ball. Because it was a great game. And that game would have still been going. And we don't know how it would have happened. But, uh, but at the end of the day, Central and the Miat, they won again.
0: Go ahead. Go for your thoughts. Celebration Bowl 7.
2: Fly,
0: Eagles, fly. And moving on to
2: victory no but seriously <laughs> they uh you know uh I knew that that 16 and a half point um differential was just ridiculous that was a whole lack of respect and you know I was watching the press conference when uh uh Ashley Robinson called North Carolina Central North Carolina and and I was watching the level of anger that was coming from um you know trey oliver you know the head coach um and i knew that he was going to use that as motivation uh for his team you know when a team has bulletin board material for at least four days they are really going to be dialed in it's already a national championship game um But I'm just curious as to, you know, I know Dion was, you know, really trying to prove a point and really be a um, disciplinarian, you know, but in your championship game, you suspend Gaddy for the entire game. So I'm wondering if it was something deeper than just, you know, just that one tardy. It had to have been something more for him to suspend him for the entire game. Uh, I don't know what kind of points you're going to make in a championship game like that when other people are dependent on that one player unless he had had multiple offenses. Um, you know, that being said, I mean, going back to what Kelvin said about the uh, the running the football, um, one of the keys to beating uh, beating Jackson State is having good, solid QB play. If you have good, solid QB play, and and physicality up front, you can do it. And North Carolina Central had both uh, the stiff arm that that dude. Oh my God, that the that was just the stiff roundabout. arm heard in the entire universe. People in the metaverse <laughs> was talking about that stiff arm that he. Yeah,
0: disrespectful. Call your uh, stiff. Call your stiff arm. Was was next level, and you heard the backstory about that. Was that uh Collier felt like number seven of Jackson State was one of the biggest biggest talkers uh yes. t- leading into the game, and so he he him out. Yeah, we got you. Go ahead, yeah, we got
3: you. Go Did you
2: hear about talk about the stiff arm? Because I was talking yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 We got that. Yeah, the stiff arm was just to me just reminiscing like last year the south carolina state people throwing the jackson state players everywhere all over the field but that stiff arm just spoke volumes but it goes back to that whole running thing if you have a big physical running back or just a physical running back at all as good as jackson state secondary is they're good at defending the pass, but they're not good when it comes to tackling physical running backs you gotta be able to get your running backs to that second level. If you do, you're gonna have an opportunity for big plays. I've seen, you know, Gramley had a big play off the ground. Um, Southern's QB was good off the ground. Uh, the one that they decided to play when the game was out of hand. Um, and then uh, you know, even uh Terrell Jennings in the first year that we played Jackson State. When he got to that second level, you know, it was a big deal. But that's the case really with most uh, good, solid running running teams is if you can get your big physical backs um, to that second level where the DBs are having to make tackles, you're going to be in good shape.
0: Uh, go ahead, Marcus.
3: Yeah, just to build on both of Kelvin and Kofi's points. Physical play, time of possession, and making your possessions count. North Carolina Central did all of those. They didn't come in phased. And I'm not sure. I know there was a 16-and-a-half a point spread. But and that in and of itself was kind of disrespectful considering the out-of-conference schedule that North Carolina Central played. They beat a playoff team in New Hampshire. And I think they had an, at least one other notable out-of-conference win. I don't remember the full schedule. Tennessee Tech. So Ten- it's not like they, Tennessee Tech. So they came in playing some teams. That were from conferences that had auto bids and i don't know if tennessee tech made the playoffs but new hampshire certainly did. no they didn't and so they they yeah. gone through the gauntlet so i guess it was more of a testament to jackson state and the the eye-popping numbers they put up and i guess the um the dion effect that gave them that made the point spread that big versus actually looking at nc central but they came out with a pa- point to prove and they proved it and also the other point I want to make, I think the numbers were slightly lower from a viewership standpoint. I want to say it was like 2.59 million last year versus like 2.45, and those might not be the right numbers. But the way the game played out and the excitement and the going to overtime was like the cherry on top of all the attention and hopefully some monetary funds that followed that attention afterwards after all this whole year and the last two years. There's Coach Prime, HBCU Renaissance, all these types of things. That's the type of game that you want to have on ABC on the first weekend of the bowl games, to have a high-profile coach going to overtime against the underdog and the underdog prevailing. So I hope we take advantage and leverage that game and the excitement that it generated and the excitement that we've had over the last two years. But for those of us who are HBCU fans and followers the excitement we've always had and we leverage that going forward
0: i i said this i said this earlier this week that was the game that catapults catapults this event this bowl to the next level i mean it really does uh you had an undefeated team coming in you had the star power and attraction you had the team that we within the hbcu community we knew central was good i mean hell these were the two undisputed teams that were one and two in everybody's poll we knew central was good you know so only only some strange people in vegas somebody who didn't really pay attention all year and they said they set a line that was a layup for any it was a sucker bet really what they did is they put out there a sucker bet to say really i mean but that was a layup i tried to tell you that was a That was a take your mortgage check and your Christmas bonus and go plan for you. You made enough money that you get two, three vacations in 2023 off that game. Rarely do you see those kind of games like that during the bowl season, but that game was it, and anybody who knows football knew that game was it. I mean, we would have been floored if Jackson State would have beat them by two touchdowns, but. That that game was a catapult that I hope leads to equal or bigger crowds every year moving forward and higher TV ratings going forward. And it definitely should be marketed as such. And I think when FAMU gets there in 2023 against North Carolina Central, man, there's going to be 60,000 people in that building. Coach, let me, let me final, say this. Final thoughts, final thoughts. Go ahead. No, I mean – You know, when it comes
2: to the Celebration Bowl, um, you know, obviously it was a great game. It was a great atmosphere. Everybody knows. Obviously, if FAMU was in the game, what that's going to mean. But I wanted to talk about how that Orange Blossom Classic game just really elevated Jackson State to, I want to say, elite status. You know, that whole 59-3, made them look a whole lot better. Not saying that they weren't good. Obviously, they were good because they went undefeated. But we made them look (laughs) extra good, you know. And so I think Vegas was looking at the way that they beat us. I think even the Clarion Ledger looked at the way that they beat us. And, you know, they wanted to say, well, hey, you know, Central's probably going to do the same thing. You know,
0: but they but, didn't cover the week before, Kofi. That's my point. The week they before in the Swag the Championship game against Southern, that was a bigger spread. That was 20 and a half. They didn't even cover that against Southern. So, I, I mean, you know, I get it. Go ahead. Um, did we lose them?
1: Yeah.
2: Go ahead, Kofi. Go ahead. Yeah, all I'm saying is – Our performance against Jackson State elevated that line. Um, And the Vegas people were quite lazy. Had they been paying attention, you know, anybody in their right mind uh, would not have put Jackson State, especially with the way that they were coming down the stretch. Uh, Andrew Boddy and them played well against them. Alcorn had them dead to rights. If they had not uh, turned the ball over, Alcorn would have beaten them. If Alcorn had a QB... Um, with a better arm that was more accurate, they would have beat Jackson State, you know. Um, so, you know, knowing that North Carolina Central had the type of QB that was that that was accurate enough, but then also physical enough. I mean, he was looking like Vince Young against Jackson State. <laughs> Straight up, I mean, yeah. that's what he looked like. He was athletic. Yeah, he yeah. They didn't want to players. tackle him. He was converting third downs. He, that's them,
1: them, them like. little DBs, them little DBs didn't want to come up and hit him. That's for sure. Mm-mm.
0: That's a that's the first Vince Young. I, I mean, Alabama A and M would have beat Jackson
2: State if they had a QB.
0: Well, uh, let's let's not go there. But okay, um, I. All right, uh, let, let's 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 put a bow on on this one. Uh, uh, it, it's been a. It's been a good show. Uh, Congratulations again to Coach Simmons, Coach Riz, uh, all of the coaching staff um, on a great job recruiting and getting the first strikes in. And we can't, we are so excited about watching the rest of this class fill out. Uh, Welcome to the family, to the nine young men and their families who have made the commitment to join Rattler Nation. Uh, You won't be disappointed. Um, Best decision that you've made in the last two, three, four years, uh, depending upon where you are and who you are. And so uh, I encourage everyone at Rattler Nation to make sure you go follow these guys on social media. Uh, Make sure to go check out at FAMU Athletics, at FAMU underscore FB, so that you can find these guys Make sure you go and say, hey, welcome to the family. Welcome. We look forward to seeing you. Follow them on social media. Let these young men know that you care, that you're invested, uh, so on and so forth. Um, That's going to put a bow. You still?
1: get Marcus. market? Yeah. Merry Christmas, Christmas, Christmas everybody. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, yes, definitely uh want to say uh is that is that true? Uh we had uh Xavier Smith in the house. So Yeah, he's um, in there. Okay. What up, X-Man? Uh, good to see you, brother. Uh congratulations and uh you know, thank you, hey man, for a great season, great career. Uh you joined us uh, during the uh, during the uh, preseason, uh, so we uh, appreciate you. Yeah, yeah I, hey, well, I, we have to that's, that's alumni, 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 alumni now. Exactly, <laughs> part of the alumni family. Hey, uh, let's get out of here. On behalf of everyone here with the ONG and the Black College Sports Network, Jericho Broadcasting, we want to wish you and your family. A Merry Christmas, <laughs> Santa Roger, Uh Santa Kelvin, and. Uh, be nice, be nice,
1: don't be naughty.
0: I know, don't be naughty in there. And uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa to you all. We will see you next Wednesday uh, live for one final show of 2022 for our producer, Mel. Uh, For Marcus, Kelvin, Kofi, I'm Brian. Peace out, Rattler Nation.